If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you know, we don't talk much about Santa Claus on 2020. However, Santa has come up in a number of conversations in the lead-up to Christmas. Santa, of course, seen as an alternative to the real meaning of Christmas. So, when the setting's right, how do you use the story of Santa Claus and talk about the reality of the message of Jesus being the reason for the season? Well, author Simon Camilleri is endeavouring to provide such a resource for you to do just that. His book is called When Santa Learned the Gospel. Simon Camilleri is joining us. Hello, Simon. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Simon, some people will be very intrigued by your thoughts on this. It's a children's book that you've written, but it really has a message for adults as well. What is the inspiration for you in writing When Santa Learned the Gospel? Uh, well, it was back in uh, 2013, actually. I, I went to a, a local Christmas carols, uh, one that the council puts on in the local park, um, and it was one of those ones where uh, they sing Oh Holy Night right next to Santa Claus's Coming to Town. Um, and the climax of the, for the carols was, of course, um, Santa Claus arriving, and the kids were very excited. And when he arrived, uh, jumped up on stage and he asked the kids the obligatory question, who he has been a uh, good boy or girl this year? And all the kids raised their hands and screamed, me, me, me. And then he asked something that was a bit cheeky, I think, he just for a bit of fun. He asked, and who he has been a naughty boy or girl this year? And quick as a flash, all the kids also raised all their hands and said, me, me, me. (laughs) Hey, at least somebody's uh, making an admission here. (laughs) That's right, that's right. It was very funny, and the the poor guy on stage, he didn't know what to do. And uh, so he went, oh, well, I I guess you've tried to be good. And then he proceeded to throw out presents either way. Um, And I, I just left that event reflecting on what messages our kids are getting uh, and the adults in the audience too are getting from the Santa story um, about goodness, about themselves. Um, And I I started to see the parallels between the sort of um, the classic uh, moralistic religious view that if you're a good person, then you get into heaven. If you're a bad person, then you get punished and there's nothing nothing more to be said, I saw the parallels between that and a bit of the, the message um, that Santa promotes. Um, and so I, I got this idea of what would happen if Santa learned the gospel. Would he find it confronting 
would his worldview be turned upside down? Um, and would he be challenged by the idea that not only, uh, you know, that he even needs grace and mercy, and that's something that Jesus offers. He doesn't just uh, reward the good and punish the bad, but he offers the, those who know they're on the naughty list um, mercy and reconciliation. Well, I think adults listening to our conversation now realise that your children's book has a different thread than most children's books about Christmas because you've got a contrasting way of talking about Santa's message and the message of the gospel. And and for some people, that's even confusing in these grey areas. And as you say, (laughs) uh, naughty and nice. And sometimes we feel, even though in in our own Christian walk, uh, that sometimes feeling good or feeling that you've done the right things uh, is what qualifies you for salvation. But, of course, uh, there's a difference there when we actually get into a bit more of the nitty-gritty in the gospel, that it's not about what we do but about what God has done for us. So in the contrast of these two messages, explain that a little more for us, enlarge a little, Simon. Yeah, um, well, I think that's one of the things that that sets Christianity apart, uh, that our message isn't one... Uh, that says you just need to cross the line and and be good enough to impress God. Um, It actually has a bigger and and more um, holy and amazing view of God that that actually God's standards are are much higher, that he wants us to love all the time and love him all the time, and that all of us fall short of that, um, and that it's not in our ability to, to be good enough for him, but that he actually came in Christ to... Um, to to be in our place to to be the um, to live the the good life that we should have lived and to die the death that we deserved, um, which is just a, a very different um, message than all other religions and and even and other philosophies as well. Um, it points people to a place where they have to come to God knowing their need, knowing their sort of moral bankruptcy before God, um, and knowing. Um, that they they can't do anything to restore that, and that come to God with sort of open, empty hands, and He's the one who offers us forgiveness and mercy and and reconciliation. Um, and so it's a yeah, it, it's a, a big a, a big contrast to that. That our the reason why we love and live a life that God wants us to live is not to earn His love, to earn His favour, but because He has lavished that love on us. So it it sort of flips a lot of the expectations um, that people have on its head. And in your story, Simon, you have Santa himself on his own spiritual and philosophical (laughs) journey. And really, I appreciate the way you have brought this to a head where you have Santa coming to the end of a big, long list of the naughty. And at the end of the list, his name is on it. So take us through that, because this is quite profound. Yeah, uh, a lot of people... There's one particular page in the book um, that's a little bit different to the others, where it's a a bit symbolic, because it's this big, naughty list that's uh, travelling across the page, and Santa's grappling with his own morality, really, and um, he's heard the words of Jesus that there's no one good but God alone, and he's come to see that um, even he's on the naughty list, and 
uh, and that even he deserves coal. Uh, and so the Nautilus becomes something bigger than just something that he's written, but sort of this uh, idea of thinking about where you stand with God. Um, and, yeah, it's a very profound moment where he realises um, that he's just in much... Uh, you know, he needs forgiveness just like everyone else. Um, and it sort of is a dark moment in the story, I guess, um, but then the, the next page is, is full of hope as the offer of mercy and forgiveness is offered even to him. Let's stay with the dark moments because yeah. in the lead-up to Santa discovering his name is on the naughty list, he's been seeing lots of children in the line yep. coming up to him to sit on his knee and yep. he asks them the question, have you been naughty or nice? But all the kids who know that they've been naughty have been yep. putting their hand up to say, I've been nice, but they haven't yep. always been telling the truth, have they? Yeah, I think and I think a lot of us uh, as adults can reflect on that. Um, most of us think we're good enough or we're not as bad as others. Um, often we, uh, you know, we generally, if, if we thought about whether we put ourselves on the naughty or the nice list with God, uh, the average Australian would probably say, oh, I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the nice list. I, I guess I do a couple of things wrong here and there, but um, I shouldn't be, you know, um, written off like that. And, uh, yeah, I think we see a lot of the parallels of how kids relate to Santa, how we, they're sort of desperate to to present themselves as good enough to receive the, the presents that they want. Um, adults are a bit like, we can be like that too when it comes to God. And as you say, the bad news before the good news. And mm. after Santa's realisation that his name is on the naughty list, your story, as you then say, moves to real positives. Take us on beyond this realisation. Yeah. Well, I think the Jesus that I meet in the Gospels, he's constantly doing that. He's bringing a reality check to people, but then he's offering hope. Uh, and he's not just offering hope that's just cheap. Um, he definitely he offers it to those who know they need it. So I, I think of the stories where he's meeting with sinners and uh, and eating and drinking with them, and the Pharisees ask him, "Why are you doing that?" And he says, "You know, it's not the sick, uh, it's not the healthy you need a doctor; it's the sick." And I've come to call um, people to repentance. And and I think uh, that's um, the gospel has, as you say, a, a bad news and a good news, or a or a message of hope, but a message of hope for those that n know they need it. Um, the, the analogies I sometimes use is it, it's like the gospel offers free chemotherapy. But if you don't know that you have cancer, then the offer of free chemotherapy isn't that great. Um, you don't really want to take it. And so we, we all have to get to that place where we know we need it, uh, we know we need help, um, and we need salvation and forgiveness. And so Santa gets to that place, but then he comes to see that uh, the offer that Jesus gives, unlike his offer, is not based on performance, based on um, being good enough, but it's offered for free. Um, and, yeah, and so uh, Santa um, embraces or grasps the gospel at that, that point. It's a really beautiful moment in the story. 
And in your story, it's one of Santa's elves that was initially wrapping up a Bible as a gift for a child who'd requested that from Santa. And the elf realises that there is a amazing story in here and the elf, in its own limited way, shares the story with Santa and eventually has the privilege of seeing Santa through yeah. to a point where Santa is born again. Yeah. That's quite, it's quite a, an incredible thing to be thinking about as well. It's be- I love the, the elf. The elf's a little, the, a little hero in the story. This um, little girl, elf, uh, she just reads the Bible and is moved by it immediately and doesn't go on the same big philosophical journey that Santa does. She just responds um, as we know some people do. They just hear the gospel and just uh, want it straight away. And um, and her great, her challenging moment is the next day when she goes to share the gospel with Santa. And, uh, and I love um, how we worded it in the stories that she... Um, she knew she didn't know that much, but what she knew she shared. It's just this simplicity of that you don't need to be a great scholar to share the gospel. You can just share your what you know and let God do take that um, that message and, and um, let it bear fruit in people's lives. And so, yeah, she gets to uh, follow him a little bit and then is there for him when he needs, when he's wondering what to do. And she prays with him at the end. Uh, well, uh, beautifully illustrated, Matt Boutros, mm. your illustrator, and uh, a prompting of some fresh conversations among children and adults about faith, about the philosophy of all of these sorts of big questions that we all need to have answered, and, and there are some hints in a story about Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. So various messages about Christmas. The good news is that you can get a hold of the book. The bad news is that your limited supply is really sold out, but it is in some limited way available through Kurong Books. Is that the case, Simon? It is indeed, yeah. Um, so it's at Kurong, which hopefully across Australia, in the various shops, there'll be there'll be some stock there. It's, it's really surprised us how well it's been received. So um, we've printed them, but as, as they've come in, they've, they've gone out. Uh, I think people aren't just treating this book as, a, as something that, they'd like for their kids, but also as a conversation starter for their friends and family, which has been really um, wonderful to be able to provide that sort of resource. And you've got a preview of the book. In other words, parents can read the book before buying it uh, when you go onto your website at santagospel.com so they can get an impression of what's in the book and just how valuable it'll be in sharing this book with children, but also in having a deeper understanding themselves about this idea of naughty and nice and the bad news preceding the good news. So at santagospel.com, people can actually read the book and they can have you read it to them too, Simon. (laughs) Yes, yeah, we did a recording of it. And uh, I always feel, as I'm a parent of a a two-and-a-half-year-old and when we look at books, it's you know we're very cautious about what books we buy and what books we read to our daughter and what messages they give. So we we understand that people would want to read it before they um, purchased it. So yeah, that's why we've put it up there in full for people to read. Well, you can have a look at it, SantaGospel.com. The author is Simon Camilleri. I mentioned that the illustrations are by the artist Matt Boutros. 
And you can get a hold of it when you go online at santagospel.com. Simon Camilleri, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. My pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.